Welcome everybody to show number 21 here on Sunset Radio for Adventures of a Sailor Girl. So very, very excited to have you joining me here. We have plenty of adventures to get you up to date on what is happening. And uh, to kick you off, we might just have to go straight into Sailing News with 60 Seconds. But this show coming up, we will be chatting with Luke Parkinson from Abu Dhabi Ocean Racing. We will also be catching up with Ross Vickers of Shogun. They were back on the water this week and I was there on the ground to catch up on all of the action with their, their masked back up and, uh, and, and a very, very happy crew, that's for sure. And we will also be hearing from David Witt on Team Ragamuffin among plenty of my own adventures out there on the harbour this weekend. But let's kick it off. Here we go. Sailing news in 60 seconds. Ish. In Tanda, ISAF World Championships are underway. The laser full rigs and radial rigs have had two days worth of racing in the RSX men's and women's kicked off overnight. Day three will be coming up for the lasers very soon. The Australians have been the first to qualify for Rio, which is just fantastic to hear in men's full rig lasers. But listen to the results for the full rigs. This is really interesting. Robert Scheidt, he's uh, back in the laser and currently leading for Brazil. Nicholas Heiner from the Netherlands is his second. Tom Burton who was the favourite leading into this, is in third. And uh, Ryan Pauk is the next Aussie back in sixth. Leg Zero kicked off two days ago for the Volvo Ocean Race. We're within 20 days and I can't wait for it to kick off on 4th of October. Team SCA led out of the harbour at Alicante, but they actually had to turn around to go back around a mark that they missed. Unfortunately, they did pop up into third behind Vestas Wind and Team Brunel, but it was Team Vestas Wind that took out... The sprint 400 nautical mile warm-up for the Volvo Ocean Race with Team Brunel and then Team Abu Dhabi Ocean Racing behind. We will be touching base with Luke Parko Parkinson from Abu Dhabi Ocean Racing later in the program. Can't wait for that. Now in Istanbul for the Extreme Sailing Series, the Wave, Emirates and Oman Air lead from Alinghi who is in fourth. Unfortunately, Gak Pindar have had a bit of a collision. They were doing quite well, but they're, they're now out of the game. I'll see if I can catch up with one of the team over this week and, and we'll see what's happening there. And, and, and I'll wait until they, they head down under, that's for sure. But that's our sailing news in 60 seconds, apart from the fact that Brad Stevens and Jenny Overton took out the second Bethwaite Memorial Regatta that I took part in this weekend. Uh, maybe not one of the biggest events on the worldwide sailing calendar, but it is really nice to commemorate a man such as Frank Bethwaite. He, uh, he definitely influenced a lot of the sailing that I have done and um, I'm sure he's he's uh, had a bit of an effect on plenty of other people as well. A bit of a shout out there to Frank Bethwaite and all who remember him. We'll go to a song right now and we'll be back with plenty of news here on Sunset Radio. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Again, apologies that we're running late. I was running a little bit late getting back, but uh, here we go. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl and on the line we have Chris Edis who was sailing a taser this weekend. Chris, how are you going? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Sounds like you're on your way home. Yeah, yeah, travelling home after a great weekend. Awesome, awesome. Now, you're just crossing over from the NS14 into the taser in preparation for the World Championships, which will be held in WA in January. How's the um, initiation going? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. It's, it's less of a crossing over and more of a jumping class for a gather, I think. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, it's, it's a very different, different but same boat sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so just getting getting your head around the um, the way to sail a, the different boat that is so similar to something you're used to sailing, but you can't sail it the way that you would. 
So, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always different techniques when, you, when you're sailing different classes, aren't there? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, you're not, um, you're not a stranger to, to doing well, though, and being at the front end of the fleet. You did come fourth at the last NS14 National Championships. You've won an MG National Championships, and you've won um, multiple Spiral National Championships. Um, how, how, is the, how is it, you know, being back in the learning phase again in the Taser? Uh, it's good. Like, if you're not learning something, then it's, you're not doing it right, I don't think. So you need to keep challenging yourself. You need to keep learning because if you don't do that, you're never going to improve. So it's good to, it's good to jump back into something and, and find that you have to learn something all over again. So. Yeah, indeed. And, and, and I think today maybe you had a little bit of learning because you were at the presentation awarded one of the spoons because you did come last in the first race today. How did that feel? <laughs> um, oh, well, look at it. It's, it's something that's out of the way now. I got my last out of the way for the season. And um, <laughs> hopefully that won't, that won't happen again for another couple of years. I think I was trying to count, count back last time I'd come dead last in a race. <laughs> Um, and I think it's been a while, so I think I was probably due for one. I think um, um, I think a lot of people got trapped in that bridging change. It did go from a southeaster around to a nor'easter, basically 180, and uh, and and, yeah. and there were a few people who got trapped by it. But uh, there's been a little bit of a joke in in the taser class because when you when you've been put, we, we we've all been put into training groups leading into the worlds, and and you yourself have been put in the B group, to which a lot of people question because you are a successful sailor. You, you know, you led around the top mark in the last race today but then you had a last in the first one today so it's always it's always hard to know where you're going or like how you're going when you're when you're jumping classes I guess <laughs> oh well uh, it was the entire lap it wasn't just the first mark oh <laughs> yeah you got to give me some credit getting a um, bit righteous no 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 but you're doing very very well with with your crew Rebecca yeah no we're enjoying it it's something different it's something new and um yeah, just look, really looking forward to a, a great regatta over in WA and having a bit of fun for the um, for this half of the season. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, yeah, looking forward to meeting new people and getting some experience in a different class with a different uh, type of competition. Yeah, just a nice nice time that we're having so far. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoying it. And that's what's important. And given that this weekend also incorporated the Bethwaite Memorial Trophy, coming from sailing in NS14 and, um, and, and the Taser, I mean, they're quite closely linked as well uh, um, with, with the Bethwaites. Um, you know, what, what, what did that mean to you, being able to take part in that event? Because I know that you didn't last year because you, you weren't um, sailing a Taser last year. Yeah, look, although um, Frank didn't design the NS or anything like that, he's still, coming from Northridge himself, he still had a lot to do with the, um, with the development and, um, and just the, the production of the boat. So it was, although we're not officially... Um, Affiliated with the Bethwaite, it is uh, very nice to um, commemorate the man. Um, I, did, I have met him on a, had met him on a few occasions, and it was um, yeah, no, it was really nice to participate in something that's just dedicated um, to him in such a way to um, just keep the memory of him alive. So yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people were thankful to be a part of the event. Anyway, I'll let you keep driving and concentrate on, on where you've got to get to. But thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with me and good luck with um, with your taser training and, and whatever else is in front of you. Ah, uh, Thank you. No worries at all. This is Nick Douglas signing off with Chris Edis while he's on his way home from the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta. We'll be right back here on Sunset Radio with plenty more action after this break. <laughs> You've got to love it. And I hope you had a fantastic weekend, everybody, as well. Pack 
packed full of adventures. I certainly did. Thanks very much for Chris Edis for calling in there. And uh, yeah, I had a great weekend. We'll hear more about the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta that was sailed from Balmoral later on when I um, when I play some of my own adventures. But uh, but for the time being, there's been a lot of news coming out on social media about Ragamuffin, the new hundred footer, and everybody wants to know more. Uh, it's been kept quite quiet. The, the basically the whole rebuild and the redesign of this boat. And so I wanted to get the get the scoop, I guess. But, I mean, they're, they're being fantastic with their Facebook page. So I'd, I'd encourage you to go to Team Ragamuffin if you haven't. There's some fantastic photos there of, of, of just what they've been doing behind closed doors. And hopefully they get everything in order to be ready for the Hobart and the big boat race so that we can see them line up as a little bit of a preview as well. But I did give David Witt a call. He uh, is, is the owner of Sydney City Marine and I wanted to... Basically, uh, get get it from the horse's mouth what was happening. So let's have a little bit of a listen to my interview with David. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line we have David Witt of Sydney City Marine. Dave, how are you going? Yeah, busy but good. Oh, no doubt you're busy because we're starting to wind up into summer and, uh, and, and I'm no doubt everybody wants their boats sorted out in time. Uh, yeah. We're uh, we're a bit under the pump, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably more than under the pump, but it, it looks like uh, you've been working hard as well on the new Ragamuffin 100, which everyone's keeping an eye on. How's it going? Oh, we're sort of almost on schedule, which is probably good, but uh, can't afford to lose any more time, or we're not going to, you know, we're not going to make it. We, um, you know, the old boy gave us an 18. In eight months, so we're doing the best we can. Yeah, I'm no doubt you're doing the best you can, but it seems like there's been quite a bit of work done. I mean, the deck has been modified by up to 60% from what I can see, and, and a completely new hull by the looks. Yeah, new design, new hull. Yeah. Um, basically, all new rudders. It's basically a whole new uh, concept that we started working on after the Hobart race last year. So we'll see how we go. You'll see how you go. And are there plans to get it on, on water in time for... I mean, a few blue water point score series if you can, and then and then the Hobart. Uh, yeah, no, we won't make any of them. Yeah. Um, we've got an official, official launch date that we're trying to make, which is the second of December. Okay, perfect. Um, and then we'll have a twenty-four hour qualifier we have to do for the Hobart race, and then we'll basically, hopefully, we, if we make that date, we'll be uh, doing some sail testing pretty much every day leading up to the Hobart race, and, um, and maybe maybe join in on the on the big boat race as well. Yeah, we probably yeah we probably will do that this year. I think it might be probably the only time we'll get to line up against oats, you know. So. Yeah, certainly. And what's happening with the ninety? Because the ninety's not gone. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sid's, Sid's still full full program till he can't do it anymore. So the ninety's are hard stand at the moment in Subic Bay. Um, so our, our sailing program for the next twelve months is uh, we're obviously trying to make the Hobart do the Hobart in the hundred. Yep. Um, then we'll go in February. We'll go to the Philippines, put the boat back to water, do in the water, and do the Civic Bay to Boracay race, Boracay race week. Then we'll do Hong Kong San Fernando. Um, at the same time, the hundred will be on its way to New York to do the transatlantic. Wow. Uh, and then once we've done the transatlantic, the hundred will do Cows Fastnet race, Cows Week Fastnet race. Amazing. Then um, and then uh, Maxi Worlds. Oh and my then goodness. there's a possibility the 90 might do the transpack in the middle, um, but that's probably only 50-50 at the moment. Um, and then we'll be Hong Kong-Vietnam in the 90. 
So it's and then back to the hundred at Christmas. <laughs> Amazing. So it sounds like the the ninety and the hundred together. Team Ragamuffin has basically just put together a bucket list. Is is that the plan? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And then the 50, uh, TP52 will do the pit for the cops again with um, his grandson, Brenton, on the, you know, 2nd of January. Amazing. Wow. That's, and that's, that's, that's just amazing. Like, my jaw's just dropping. It just sounds, oh, oh I'm going to have to follow you guys. It sounds like a great journey, that's for sure. And, um, and, the, and that, somewhere, somewhere in the middle, I'm on the Smeg this year, so we'll see how that goes. You're on the Smeg. How awesome. Because <laughs> that's the last time yeah. I saw you, I think, was at the, at the JJ's when Sydney City Enough. Marines sponsored yeah, that regatta. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. um, well, I'll be around hopefully for the JJ's this year to catch up with you. But fantastic to hear that all is going well with Team Ragamuffin. I think um, we, we all can't help but keep our ear to the ground because it sounds like a lot of effort's gone in, that's for sure. Tried to keep it. We've kept it quiet for most of the year, so uh, it's obviously out in the public domain now. <laughs> yeah, and everybody just wants to know more and more and more. So, um, so we'll we'll um, we'll have to touch base with you again, maybe just before the Hobart, uh, and, and see how everything's going, Dave. <laughs> yep, no problem. That would be great. Thank you so much. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off with David Witt of Sydney City Marine to uh, get all the goss on the Team Ragamuffin program, which sounds like a bit of a bucket list. Um, and, and good luck to you guys in in the next few weeks getting her sorted. Cheers, good on you, thanks. No worries. So there you go. That's the goss on Team Ragamuffin. Uh, the 52, the 90 and the 100 basically putting together, uh, you know, the who's who <laughs> or the what's what of yacht races around the world for the next year. And I can't wait to see the 100 out on the water for the first time. I'll, uh, I'll definitely get some pics happening. But like I said, look at their Facebook page because they are releasing some fantastic images of the of the hull and the deck as it's all happening. So um, great to see what's happening there. I, I'm really hanging out for this Hobart start. It's going to be amazing this year and I'll be there on the ground. Uh, just so you know, I will be broadcasting from the CYC on the morning of if all goes to plan if not I will be somewhere else but I will be covering the event that is for sure so uh, if you need some news uh, as it's happening you make sure that you you tune into Sunset Radio my name is Nick Douglas Adventures of a Sailor Girl and uh, we'll be back Adventures of a Sailor Girl and on the line we have Luke Parko Parkinson who's sailing with Abu Dhabi Racing straight from Alicante how you going Luke yeah good thank you Awesome. It's amazing to catch up with you and to have you on the show because so much has been happening in the past few months. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it's been really full on, um, but it's great fun and heaps of sailing. Um, it's been really quite busy, actually. I, I can't even imagine. It sounds like your schedule is, is busier than Olympian, essentially. Uh, but you're in Alicante now and the countdown is on, I believe, about 23 days to go. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's getting pretty close. Um, we have leg zero tomorrow, um, so things are all starting to come together. We've we've made it to the start, I guess, um, mm. and everyone's getting pretty excited now. Yeah, I, I can't imagine because how long have you been sailing with Abu Dhabi Racing? What a lot of people don't realise is how much effort goes into just getting to the start, and then you've got eight months of race to do as well after that. Yeah, it's pretty much our team came together in. Um, February for the first time and then it's been all go go since then um, and it's it's pretty much our life we um, we follow it around and just sail a lot so it's it's quite a big achievement just to get to the start and um, we're in a pretty happy place as a team so it's great that is great to hear and it's, it's it's interesting how you've ended up doing the Volvo Ocean Race because for those who who know you and a lot in Australia will you uh, you, you actually came out of a skiff background 
How did you end up you know, on, on the path towards doing the Volvo Ocean Race? Um, yeah, so a lot of 49ers and um, sailed around in the skiffs quite a lot back home. Um, and then I did a little bit of sailing with um, Sid Fisher and Dave Witt. And for there, the, the doors opened up and um, I got the opportunity to, to come and do um, such a different thing yeah. and be able to be part of this cool race. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing because when I met you, you, um, you were sleeping on my floor as a 49er sailor, you know, a, a struggling, a struggling skiffy and, and now, and now look at you. Yeah. On... Yeah. There was quite a bit of, um, doing it tough a little bit when we were younger and it was, it was great, good experiences and, um. But I guess those hard times when you're living out of a suitcase and sleeping on people's floor really makes you appreciate what it's like to be involved with a professional team like Abu Dhabi Racing uh, leading into this Volvo Ocean Race. Yeah, it is. Um, it it does make you appreciate a lot of a lot of things. Um, but it is, I guess it's it's quite different from when you're trying to make it into the the Olympic scene and um, all your everything you own, everything you have, your whole you dedicate everything to trying to make the most of it is what you can. But then um, as soon as you get the into the professional team, you finally you can stop working and like nine to five and you can go to the gym and you can actually focus a hundred percent on, um, on your sailing. And it's, it's just really nice to be at that now. That, that must be unbelievable. How, can you see the improvements in yourself as a sailor being able to dedicate a hundred percent of your time to sailing? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's sort of, it's like going back to school yeah. this year and it's just, yeah, it's, it's incredible the amount of things that you learn, just spending more and more time on the water. You're always learning. For sure, and especially, I mean, your teammates are very experienced. You haven't done a Volvo Ocean race before, but I know that one of the trimmers, for example, one of the Australians has done three Volvo Ocean races before, and your skipper, Ian Walker, he's got a wealth of experience. What's it like to learn from your teammates as you're going through this process? Uh, yeah, I guess there's everyone has so much experience on our boat, and it's really... Um, it's quite cool being the only person who hasn't done the race before. So there's great people around um, within the whole the whole team, not just the sailors. So uh, we're very lucky. It's amazing. I mean, you're only 24 years old. This is your first Volvo Ocean race. Uh, do you feel a little bit like the baby on the team? Do they treat you like that anyway? <laughs> uh, yeah, every now and then, I guess. But I think there's, there's always one, and that's also a good thing. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, sort of need that. And, and I guess um, you're, you're the one who's going to learn the most maybe in this process because you can just be a, a little sponge. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And hopefully across a lot of areas because it's just, um, I, I don't know, it's sort of what we all like doing and just having fun as well. It's, like it's really important. Yeah, it's a good part of it. Definitely. Now, speaking about fun, what has been the, I mean, the thing that in your mind has just been the most fun so far in the lead up to the Volvo Ocean Race? Because, I mean... We've spoken about just getting to the race is such an effort and then you've still got the whole race in front of you. But what's been something that pops up in your mind as being, as being the, the best thing so far in, in this process? I really enjoy the part where we just start somewhere and then you end up somewhere else and you cross different oceans and you learn and see a whole lot of just abnormal or different things um, along the way. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, and, and growing up sailing dinghies, I mean, around the cans has been your background. So that's, that's a whole other element. But, I mean, doing, doing the Youth America's Cup, that was incredibly exciting for you, no doubt, last year when I saw you in, in San Francisco. But, again, incredibly different. You must feel incredibly lucky to have, have done all of these different facets of, of sailing. 
yeah, it's been it's been pretty refreshing to do the I guess the different types over the last couple of years, but um, also keeps it really enjoyable and you just keep I guess it keeps the love up up for this yeah as well no doubt yes great to touch base with uh, Luke Parko Parkinson we'll be right back with the rest of that interview straight after this break Uh, I did do that interview with him just before he headed off on leg zero and they did finish up uh, third behind team Festus Wind and team Brunel as I reported uh, in my sailing news in 60 seconds earlier in the show but we'll be back straight after this make sure you stay tuned for the rest of that interview because it's 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 fantastic I mean 24 years of age ready to go around the world Uh, it's pretty awesome Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Sunset Radio. My name's Nick Douglas, and this is Adventures of a Sailor Girl. If you've just joined us, we've heard already from Chris Edis. He was reporting in from the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta. He's currently switching over to compete at the Taser World Championships, which will be held in WA in January from an NS14. So a little bit interesting to hear about the crossover of the classes there. Even though they're quite similar and not as well known and not Olympic, uh, they are both competitive classes definitely here in Australia. And the Taser, of course, is an international class. But I will talk more about that later on. We also heard from David Witt about Team Ragamuffin and all of the progress there with the 100-footer, but also what's ahead for the 90-footer and the TP 52, an amazing program being put put together there by Sid Fisher's guys there for, I mean, it, it just sounds like amazing bucket list. If you didn't hear that interview, you'll have to have a listen back to the show when I put up the podcast. And we're halfway through an interview now with Luke Parko Parkinson, who is racing currently with Abu Dhabi Ocean Racing. And leg zero is now done. Abu Dhabi did come third behind Team Vestas Wind and also Team Bruno, which is just Amazing. I mean, Chris Nicholson, hopefully we'll, we'll catch up with him in the next few days as well to hear about that program, the last entry into the Volvo Ocean Race, but they have one leg zero, which was, it's a bit of a warm-up. It's basically a sprint, really, in terms of the Volvo Ocean Race, which has a number of legs, you know, culminating to eight months' worth of sailing. But great to talk with Luke Parkinson. He was just telling us about his favourite bits of doing all of the training that he's been doing and coming from a dinghy background and round the cans he's really enjoying sailing from one place to another essentially and enjoying everything that all of these ports have to offer so let's have a little bit of a listen to the rest of this interview with Luke Parko Parkinson and and so we I mean that's your your favorite moment is, is traveling from different locations and and leaving one and ending up in another what is the thing that you're most looking forward to in the race ahead because you head off on the 4th of October and then I mean that the planned import race is in Gothenburg on the 27th of June that's pretty much 8 months traveling around the world what what's something that you're most looking forward to uh, across that journey, if you can pick something, because I'm sure it must be. Seem, I mean, it, it must. I mean, although you've been lining yourself up to do it for quite some time, but for me, it seems a bit overwhelming, really. Yeah, it's sort of. I guess it hasn't quite sunk in that we're actually starting in twenty <laughs> something days' time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess to to complete the race will, will feel amazing, and um, to go there's there's quite cool stopovers involved. Um, South America, Gothenburg, Newport, they're all like to go to all those places is just going to be really cool and to, to enjoy them as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a race unlike any other and the involvement as well. I mean, I've seen on, on Facebook, I mean, I'm not there, so I can't, I can't live it, but all of the villages that they're putting together, what's the atmosphere like on the ground there in Alicante at the moment? Yeah, it's a pretty good atmosphere and it's all sort of coming together now. Everyone's really quite busy, but um, 
everyone just enjoys being around and it's, it's a great group of people and um, everyone's having a lot of fun as well. That's it's awesome. um, it's actually really hot at the moment. <laughs> everyone's melting a little bit, but um, it's yeah, it's a nice place. That's amazing, and and no doubt you'll have a fantastic time when you get to Abu Dhabi, uh, which is one of the stopovers on on the way. And and given that you're racing with Abu Dhabi Racing, then I'm I'm no doubt there's going to be some awesome things going on when when you get back to your home port as such. Yeah, the uh, the Abu Dhabi stopover is a big one and it's over the Christmas New Year period um, and our team's looking forward to, to sailing in there. There was a big reception there last time and a, quite a good following for us so it is important for our team. That's, that's amazing and, uh, and with the 23 days countdown or, or uh, I think it's about it'll be a little bit less once this show goes to air but I, I mean what, what do you have on the cards planned? I mean um, no doubt there's been a lot of fitness involved in the lead up so far and probably safety courses and that sort of thing but in this last 20 days what are you going to do? What, what are you um, going to enjoy most while you're still on land? <laughs> um, well we have leg zero tomorrow which is a, um, the 400 mile qualifier that we have to do Yep. Um, and then we have a small period of time off before coming back and we have the pro-am and the import races um, and a few other events going on. So it's it's all go. Fire. And um, there's always be going on right up to the start now. Um, so it should be a, a pretty quick uh, 20 or so days now. Yeah, almost locked and loaded. A, a very quick 20 or so days. And then no doubt the next eight months as well is going to just fly by. And before you know it, you'll be in Gothenburg. How amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be the whole time is going to be quite exciting. And um, looking forward to having family come over for... Uh, the start and also into the New Zealand stopover. So that should be really nice. Oh, that will be amazing. Well, hopefully I'll get to touch base with you at, at one of the ports or maybe even at the end. And it'll be interesting to compare the energy that you've got now to the energy that you've got at the end. Um, no doubt it will be very different, but, uh, but exciting all the same. Yeah, no, thank you. No worries. Thank you so much for, for catching up with me, Luke. And all the best to you and Abu Dhabi Racing as, as well as they go forward into the Volvo Ocean Race for 2014 and 15. Can you believe it? Yeah, cheers. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, signing off. We'll be so there you go. That's the interview that I did with Luke Paco Parkinson just before all the teams headed off on leg zero, which is now completed and it's now only 20 days. I mentioned in that interview, it was 23 days at the time. Now it's about 20 days essentially until they will be taking off. Can't wait to follow all of the action and I can't wait for all of the adventures that we've got coming up here on Sunset Radio. Stay with me. My name's Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Cruising through your Sunday evening, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas, and we're currently on Sunset Radio while I'm doing my Adventures of a Sailor Girl program, which is every Sunday night at 6 p.m. AEST, unless I'm on the ground at an, a sailing event near you. <laughs> that said, if you do have a sailing event happening and you would like me to be involved, make sure you jump onto Facebook and send me a message because I'm always looking for new adventures. And if uh, you have any news as well, make sure you keep me posted because I, uh, I do like to share as much news as possible with, uh, with what's happening, not only in Australia, but around the world. For instance, one event that I covered in one of my earlier shows was uh, an event that is, is done in Whistler. They ski in the morning and then they sail in the afternoon. And I thought that was brilliant. And maybe I'm going to have to do that one year. I think that's totally up my alley. I think that would quite possibly be my perfect day. 
uh, except for maybe today in a beautiful nor'easter. But oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't think I could pick my perfect day. Can you pick a perfect day? I might have to do a bit of a, a poll on social media. But Adventures of a Sailor Girl is me on Facebook, guys. That seems to be where a lot of the action happens. So find me there and uh, and and keep tuned during the week. And speaking of adventures, if uh, you don't follow me on Facebook, you won't have seen, but I did manage to go for a bit of a cruise on Shogun 5, a TP-52, which was back out on the water on Friday for the first time since December when it lost its mast in uh, the Southern Cross Cup, I believe it's called. And uh, it, it was beautiful. It's such a gorgeous boat. It's blue. You know, I have a thing for blue boats. But not only that... Uh, the contact was made through Facebook, which was just fantastic. I knew a few of the people on the boat when I arrived, but, uh, you know, just one of those things where I got to jump on, have a little bit of a look at this boat, and it's gorgeous, and I can't wait to see how it goes in the Blue Water Point Score series. It will be ready to go, hopefully, fingers crossed, for Finders Island. But anyway, enough about that. I'm basically giving away the whole entire interview. I did interview Ross Vickers, who is the navigator. Let's have a little bit of a listen. <laughs> This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we're currently here in Darling Harbour waiting to put the sail up on Shogun 5. I'm here with Ross Vickers. Ross, are you the boat captain? Uh, What's uh, your navigator? Navigator? Yeah, Monty's boat captain. No, okay, Monty's boat captain. He, that's probably why he's up there um, yep. trying to get this sail up the mast. Yeah, a bit of a problem here actually <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but not surprising really because this boat has been a bit of a long project getting her back together after um after the fateful uh, mass breakage back in december yeah so um yeah it's been a bit of a long process it overhauled everything actually um new paint job uh, on the deck um polish of the top sides all the deck gear off and and sort of spruced up a bit all new running gear and yeah Awesome. So she's been given a bit of a makeover and, and hopefully you'll make the start for the Flinders Island race um, in just over a week. Yeah, well, that's the deadline and the boss is flying up, so <laughs> don't have a choice. <laughs> We're going yachting no matter what. Awesome. So um, so the, the mast came down in, in December. When what, what event was that? I remember uh, it. That was the Southern Cross Cup mm. um, in Pitwater yeah. off, uh, off Baron Joey. I remember yeah. posting a picture someone sent yep. to me via mobile phone. But then um, this is the first time it's been out since February. No, no, this no. is the first time since then. Since then, yep. wow, yep. yeah, amazing. Yep. So, um, maiden voyage. Yep. <laughs> well, maiden sail hoist if it'll go further than about three feet. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll see it in a second, but at least it's, it must be a relief to at least get her out on the water and to get her this far. Uh, it sure is. You know, it's been a long process, but you know, it's what you got to do. You got to do things properly, and you know, if you want to go ocean racing, you can't afford to. Yeah, have things done you know, half-assed. Yeah, definitely not. And are you planning to do more of the Blue Water Point Score series in the lead-up to the Hobart? Are you doing the Hobart? Uh, at this stage, we're not doing the Hobart, mm -hmm. but um, you never know. That <laughs> might be on the cards. Depends how we do in the rest of the Blue Water, but we're, we're entered in the whole series. So okay. So, yeah, see how it goes. And any other word on, on what might be coming up for um, for the Shogun team? Uh, so we've entered Coffs. Um, mm -hmm. We were the second entry for Coffs, and we were the first entry for Geelong. And after that, um, who knows? Yeah, we're sitting down with the owner next week and see what he wants to do. Awesome. Well, uh, well it's, it's nice to be out here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I love my adventures. Yep, no worries. I do love my adventures and that one was definitely adventure. We couldn't get the sail up the mast. I guess that's what happens when you put together a, a new mast and, you know, an insurance job and, and all the like and the mainsail that potentially would have fit the mast, didn't have buttons that fit and... 
And anyway, so there's a little bit more work to be done, but we did manage to get a jib up and we still got a cruise around the harbour on a Friday afternoon, which made me a very, very happy girl. And uh, and more adventures. I think that's all we've got left now. It's more adventures from, from me. But I was out on the water from Balmoral Sailing Club this weekend, taking part in the Icebreaker Regatta, which was both days, but the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta was the first race of each day. So a little bit technical. Uh, <laughs> but let's have a little bit of a listen to this interview that I did with my skipper out on the water. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, currently out on the water in the sound with my skipper, Rob. How are you going? I'm good, thanks, Nick. That's good. How's your day been so far? Bullet, bullet, bullet. Are you feeling good? Feeling great. <laughs> We're here for the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta, uh, or the Ice Breaker Regatta as well, sailing out of Balmoral with the tasers. How many boats have we got, Rob? Fifteen, I think. Fifteen, was it? Fifteen-ish. Yeah. 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 All styles and makes. It's very good. We're having a lovely day. First sailing day of the season at Balmoral, I understand. Good. Sixteen's out here. Adams. Other yachts. <laughs> As uh, regular punters in their big stink boats. We actually ran into a nice stink boat driver just a minute ago. There is one. There is one? Oh, yeah, he slowed down so we didn't get any wash. How good was that? Yeah, nice guy. <laughs> I'd like to shake his hand, but his boat's too big to climb up on too. <laughs> now, the, the Bethwaite Memorial Regatta, Rob, um, what, what does this mean to you? Well, this is the second year it's been held, and, of course, it's um, in honour of Frank Bethwaite, who was the designer of the Taser, who um, passed away two years ago now. And uh, we thought it would be a nice idea to pull together a memorial regatta for him. We had a fantastic um, inaugural event at his home club, Northbridge, last year. And, of course, he did a lot of sailing at Balmoral as well. So the Northbridge Club were kind enough to um, allow Balmoral to host it this year, which is fantastic. The prize is something else. It's um, Frank Bethwaite's first model of the Taser before he designed the, um, and built the mould. And um, so it's a half model. They cut, the Bethwaite family were gracious and um, had the trophy built with uh, a half model of the original um, Taser model. So it's really impressive and um, we're very proud to be the inaugural winners. And um, we'll try and back this up tomorrow and get it back again, eh, Nick? That sounds good to me. <laughs> Nick Douglas out here on uh, Sydney Harbour, signing off. We uh, we promptly followed up our three bullets with a seven. Uh, we were leading, or we were going to lead into the top mark, but uh, possibly tacked a little bit close to a starboard tacker coming in on the Port Henley line, did a 7.20 and, you know, it's pretty tight racing in the taser class. It, it wasn't really a good idea. So it was really nice and we came home and, and we had a bit of a, a, a personal fireworks display. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty nice living in Rose Bay, I have to say. There was about 10 minutes worth. We had a, a notice from, from the council to all the residents. I do like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was good. That gave us a little bit of a cheery up after a one, 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 and a seven. But that's okay. Uh, we went out again today. 
This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, currently out on the water in the sound with my skipper, Rob. How are you going? I'm good, thanks, Nick. That's good. How's your day been so far? This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and today, out on the harbour, I think it's the 14th of September today. It's an absolute glamour compared to yesterday, isn't it, Rob? It is. Sunshine, 20-something degrees, nor'easter. First nor'easter as far as I'm concerned of the season. It's actually the third. There you go. Had two last week. <laughs> I thought you said it was the 14th. It is the 14th, but there were two, two nor'easters during the week this week. It's been a glamour spring so far. That's all right for you people that live on the water. <laughs> I work really hard. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> now we just had a, a bit of a tricky race. We started in a southeaster, Rob. Um, how are you feeling after that one? I love, I love those bridging changes. <laughs> We're at the Frank Bethwaite Memorial Trophy, and we just lost it on a countback. Yeah. From a bridging change. Which no. Frank taught me all about bridging changes. It was painful because I knew what was going to happen. There wasn't a thing I could do about it. Yeah, we um, we had a boat sail to lure of us, which was good fun. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, well, we did everything we could, and um, and that's sailing sometimes, isn't it? That's it. That's it. It's a, it's a join-the-dots buddy um, exercise, and sometimes you can't find that next number. It's really <laughs> painful. <laughs> it's just but, a blank dot. <laughs> that's it. That's the one. You've got to make it up. And sometimes people make it up better than you, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And um, we've still got a few races to go, though, as part of the Icebreaker Regatta. Balmoral's holding the Icebreaker Regatta, but the first race of each day was for the Bethlehem Memorial Trophy. So it's a bit of a combination, and we've still got a, a shot uh, to take out the overall regatta. Yeah. So we'll see how we go. We've got a shot, all right. We've got a shot, all right. Our scorecard's pretty good. Anyway, let's, let's stick in a jibe here. Whee! <laughs> we better head back to the start line and, and get some time. Um, we'll be we'll be back later with plenty more action. So much action, isn't there? Yeah, action station. <laughs> how was that? I'm sorry. Just while we're talking about action, how was that uh, top mark rounding? <laughs> Which one? You're talking about yesterday? No, the one today where there was no wind. <laughs> <laughs> action stations. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we were all together. The fleet completely condensed together. We had a bit of a giggle. And there we were. And there we were. Awesome. All right, I'm concentrating. I'm concentrating. <laughs> yeah, I was fully concentrating. But yeah, we did get our time and we did take out a bullet in the last race. So we had a 1-1-1-7-2-1 one, 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 and dropped our 7. So we did take out the Icebreaker Regatta overall. But uh, did come in equal first, but second on a count back in the Bethwaite Memorial Trophy. Congratulations to Brad Stevens and Jenny Overton who took that one out. And, uh, and as I've said on Facebook, it is a smaller event on the calendar, but one that means a lot to me and many others because uh, Frank Bethwaite was a bit of a champion. And um, he's missed, dearly missed, but he lived a fantastic life and has, has left his mark on the sailing world. That is for sure. Now, uh, that, that top mark that I was mentioning, essentially, we started the race in a Southeaster and that crapped out bridging trains and we had a, uh, a Nor'easter come in. So the whole fleet sailed up to us. We were actually leading the race. 
by some distance. The whole fleet sailed up to us in a nor'easter behind us, and and then uh, we we we, um, we got around that mark in in second, and it was a bit of a soldier's course after that, and and, and that and that was it. But that's sailing, and that's another week of adventures. Fantastic that you could all join me, and thanks so much to all of the guests for calling in. I, I really do appreciate hearing all of the stories that everybody has to tell. And I, and I look forward to next week because no doubt there'll be a stack more adventures that I can catch you all up on. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah.